Marvel's The Eternals, The Lion King 2019, Halloween 2018. Have you ever wondered to yourself, perhaps there is a bit of untapped potential to this medium of filmmaking based on these three illustrious films? Well, I'm here to tell you that there is a whole wide world of filmmaking out there just waiting to be explored. Welcome to Famish for Film, the home of two pretentious tapeworms that like to suck the fun out of everything. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hello, and welcome back to Famished for Film. This is the section of the podcast where me and my co-host discuss a certain movie that has been pre-picked and talk about various things such as what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, and also how it kind of fits into the general discussion of modern filmmaking. And I am joined today by my co-host, Jackson McFadden. Hey guys, what's up? So, we... Uh, the reason I picked the movie today, Baby Driver, is because I'm just going to lay biases on the table right here and right now. This thing is one of my favorite modern films that has been made. Okay. On top of also being one of the most accessible, like, amazing movies that I've seen recently. Um, and the interesting thing is that Jackson over here has literally never been subjected to this testosterone induced thrill ride of a two hours and 15 minutes. Was it really that long? I, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I don't know the exact time, but it's, it's something along, like that. It doesn't feel like it at all. Yeah. I was going to say, if I can't feel the time, that's actually a good sign off the jump. <laughs> right. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what are your top level thoughts of baby driver? what do you think of it? Okay, baby driver. Um, I, first of all, like the the thing that stood out to me from the minute that you know I watched. So I watched it with uh, one of our friends, our close friends, Diego. But the things that stood out to us, like off um, immediately from the start, was just like how well shot this movie is. Mm. Um, I think that like maybe it's because I've been spoiled by like other movies that are like really great in cinematography. But it really felt like every single shot, every transition, everything, uh, like the camera work, the movement, all of it just felt so fluid. And it, <clears throat> at no point did I ever think um, that like it was just like a reverse, a shot, reverse shot where the camera was like stagnant or that we were getting like exposition dumped because every single thing that I was looking at was helping to tell the story. So mm. off, like just off the bat, I was really impressed by the way that the movie was shot. Yeah. What are some examples of that where like, you saw some really good filmmaking in a way that like kind of aided to the story. Cause that's, that's a big thing that I hate in like a lot of style of or substance type of movies where like, Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. You like, there's this movie called loving Vincent where like mm -hmm. the movie is entirely like hand painted, like every frame of it. And yeah. it's cool. It's a nice novelty, but like the stylistic choices in that way don't really like, feed into the story all that well yeah um but like what what were some things about like the style of it that you think aided the themes and like aided the actual storytelling of the film okay the, the style um so I, I do happen to know i don't know if it's like cheating to know like to mention that i know that your favorite or one of your favorite directors is edgar wright um and he was, is that correct? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. I want to that make is sure. correct. Okay. okay. I didn't want to just correct. make that. I, I'm telling you, biases are just like, 
an actual neon green flag on the <laughs> table right now. Like I absolutely love this movie. Okay, yeah, but 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 I knew that Ben liked Edgar, and so I I might have maybe looked like kind of through the eyes of Ben and what he would have been looking for. But mm. also a lot of things that stood out to me were like use of color. I thought that even though like you know there were a lot of like outfits in particular that were just like straight black white, there was just mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> You know how like some movies can feel like uh, it's like this big studio that's making it kind of like a Star Wars deal, like a Marvel deal where like they're mm-hmm. shot in the way of like in the style of like a big uh, corporation. Oh, yeah. No, like the type of film, like the D- Disney live action remakes are kind of like that yeah. for me. Where, like that's it feels like it was actually filmed by a computer. Like, <laughs> yeah, that that's like a, exactly a good example of like, you know, mm. that corporate like feel of like uh, camera work, etc. But with Edgar or with this movie in particular, I really felt like it was more someone who likes films making a high budget film than mm. a big corporation with a lot of money making a film. It felt like a human was behind the camera, even though like and not to call it amateurish. I wouldn't say that at all, but it mm. actually felt like a person that that wanted to make a movie made a movie as opposed to a company that wanted to make a movie making one it it just felt so personal um Mm. there were lots of shots that like well i guess before shots the transitions were insane there were a lot of transitions that took me a second to actually like think um like what had just like happened what had changed and i i I can't i struggled to think of like when exactly it was during the movie but it was a shot where uh baby the main character basically like jumped from one place to another. I think he jumped over a bench and uh, it's like switched from one location to another and I almost missed it. Um, but like transitions like that were like throughout the entire movie. I thought that those were great. Um, <clears throat> just also like with with like his shooting, his actual like camera work, I thought that the actual frame composition was was awesome. Like you could tell the things that he wanted to like show front and center like the building that had like the yellow lines across it to yeah. look like a road yeah yeah <laughs> um or let so me think. much creativity yeah it it really was creative um and also like you know having baby almost at like the center of every shot or at the center of a shot when he was kind of the focus of what was happening or at the side of the shot when he kind of wasn't the focus when the world at large was more like what the film was focusing on for that moment so mm. i thought that the way that he used his actual like his frame to create this like story was super interesting and i, I there was just a lot to enjoy there mm. yeah not only through the camera work too but like i'm i'm baffled that we haven't even talked about the music in this movie yet because oh, like yeah. on top of the camera work and how like not even just the camera work, the choreography, um, like one of my oh, like favorite scenes. Up. Yeah, 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 exactly. The what's amazing about this movie is that there are certain scenes that could be shot in such a stagnant and boring way. Like at the beginning, you see the main character just walking down the street and just like walking to get a coffee from somewhere. And whenever you see that on the script, you're just like, wow, okay. You're literally gonna spend ten minutes just like walking <laughs> in line at Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the way that the film uses music and the way that the film has like the actor just dancing along with the soundtrack the entire time, and there's certain portions whenever um lyrics to the song are shown as like graffiti in the mm-hmm. background. And Details like that just perfectly aid into that genuine filmmaking you were talking about. And it really helps 
the film to feel just so much more like of an artistic expression whenever they put that much effort into like the execution. Yeah, that's actually like a big a big deal. Um, I I feel like it's almost I, I would I hate to say it's like a cheat code, but like mm. it, it's almost like he hacked um, the idea of like a dragging film because he had music or I guess basically built in this like device or this like um, a kind of mechanism where anytime the film might have a lull, he basically forces the momentum to continue by using a song to progress whatever is happening. And so mm. it felt like, you know, the, the film was constantly moving. It always had this sense of momentum. And I think that's because, I mean, if you're using something that is built with a momentum in mind, with a kind of like a flow in mind, like a song or a couple songs, then, mm. I mean, it's easy to just say, okay, cool. Well, how do we connect the actual plot points to like what's happening um, on screen? And and I think that he did it like uh, to an extent that there never really felt like there was like this sort of like drop off where there was like a lull. And I think that that was something that stood out to me. But mm. I will say a caveat to that is that when I first started watching, um, oh, so gosh. I don't, I don't know if what viewers, yeah, <laughs> I, you guys probably have no idea about me, but I don't like things that seem to be like out of place or kind of like just pointless. And so mm. when Diego and I were watching the movie and he was like kind of like dancing, a lot of times we were like, okay, but like why? Like what is what is uh, right. the point with that? And um. I, I'm sure we'll talk about characterization later, but and we kind of had a little bit of issues there. But there were points that we thought that the the that gimmick of like using music to progress like what was happening on screen was kind of counterproductive because it like st- stuck out or stood out to us. Excuse us. Um, mm. So it kind of stood out to us as like, oh, that's a little bit jarring. But most times that it was done, I'd say like 85, 90 percent of the time that it was done, it was good and it actually helped the film, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just shut up, Jackson. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this movie's I, I perfect. You're yeah. dumb. No, no. So wh- I, I guess it's a little bit preemptive, but like, what would you have given it out of 10? I'm curious. Out of 10? Yeah. Probably. Probably a nine, I'd say. Okay. Like based, not solely, but based very heavily on like, the stylistic choices and the presentation of the film. It's just so much coordination and so much work and effort had to go into making it like as exhilarating and as just like <laughs> just stimulating yeah. as the movie turns out to be. Um, and I will agree that like the characterization of certain points in the movie are a little sloppy it's definitely like not one of the deepest things on the planet it doesn't like make it's not really thought provoking in a way that makes me like change my entire perspective on how to look at the world and how to look at film in general interesting but, like, to use that phrasing but <laughs> just given our previous conversations but yes continue <laughs> yeah i mean it really doesn't but i definitely think that i'm the type of person where style is very important and presentation is very important and so if something manages to achieve like high marks in that department i can still like acknowledge hey this is a really really valuable piece of filmmaking okay what would you give it all all that's really respectable what would i give it i would probably give it when i first watched it and we were done we gave it a seven but I think mm. that thinking back and reflecting on it a little bit, I would now give it an eight. Um, 
Interesting. So what, what's made you kind of like bump up the score a little bit? You know what? It's interesting because, you know, as you were just talking about, like the thing that made me drop my score to a seven to begin with, right? Um, it was that the characterization. It was, there were times where it was straight up bad um, that I thought mm. that it was kind of like amateurish, honestly. Um, but what brought it back up was, um, I, obviously I have high regards for all of the film, like the actual um, like shooting of the film, like all the camera work, but the action was very tight. And I think that for a film to be an action film um, that like, kind of like actively conveys what's happening in a way that's clear but also energetic that is difficult <laughs> i mean <laughs> from most of the action films i've seen that that kind of try to balance that one they fall flat in one way but yeah. i mean even from uh like just the start where we're seeing him like do all these crazy like like drifts um yeah. and like it, i mean like car it, chases like, I, are never filmed this well yeah like, these are some of the best most best made car chases i think i've ever seen in any movie ever yeah, like i'm seriously. trying to genuinely think of like better ones and i i actually don't think that there are i mean there are a couple yeah. that might come close and i think maybe like mad max comes to mind things like that mm -hmm. but i mean the energy the 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 like it, it it felt like weighty and i think that that's like a problem for a lot of like action movies that they feel like oh yeah, you throw a big punch, but the person kind of like just like flinches and then stops and then throws another punch back. But there's yeah, no sense of like, like Godzilla like, versus King Kong. Exactly. They yeah, literally they, look like they're made of paper mache. And, and like that can be problematic because you have this opportunity where you can represent this massive scale, this massive like weightiness of the characters. Mm -hmm. um, but everything that that happened in the movie was just so grounded it felt like it's like like if i were to drift my car like this this is exactly what it would look like and sure there is a little bit of movie magic there there has to be there's no way right um right. but for the most part it was so entertaining um and it, it constantly felt like you know the action was was put there for a reason nothing was just out of place for flashing well it was flashy but nothing felt like it was something that like was only there for flash a lot of it felt like okay this is something i could believe so that groundedness right. really helped and i mean like some of the, the the car chases like you know Diego and i were sitting there like giggling like school children because like <laughs> you know it's just how could you not find that stuff cool like you know i uh -huh. i'm not even a big car person myself but you know you see this guy hit a drift and literally like you know hit like a u-turn in like 0. Yeah. 0.5 seconds and you're just like yeah that's awesome okay like that was pretty cool um how could you not enjoy stuff like that you know yeah yeah no i'm i totally agree i'm so glad you liked it too it's like part of me was like oh you can't read thousands of words and write 20,000 scholarly articles about the themes and the story yeah. of this movie jackson's gonna hate it yeah <laughs> i mean uh, what you mean you can't literally spend 10 hours on youtube like dissecting all of the, the <laughs> lore and plots yeah jackson hates this <laughs> no so um for for those of you I, i'm sure like you guys probably know ben a little bit better uh but like for we've had this conversation before and the difference in the way that i think we tend to look at film and correct me if i'm wrong i'm not want to make an assumption for you right um is that with ben um, the biggest thing when it comes to like any art or media that he consumes is that it has to be presented well, it has to be competent, it has to actively reflect what the artist had in mind of like how to portray um, 
basically it just has to be something that is put together and shows like a sense of mastery over their medium. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that, yeah, execution is a big thing for the way that he interprets art as being good. Yeah. Um, Not to say that that's like the only thing that right. I enjoy out of filmmaking. Cause like I definitely do enjoy like a really well told story or well, I do enjoy the story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and like various themes that can be communicated and ones that make me think about like my life in an existential type of way. Right. Um, but yeah, no execution is definitely a very important factor. Yeah. I mean, an execution is, I mean, in any like art form is always something that we can like look and, and like use as a measure of how we enjoy something. Um, but in, in a weird contrast is like, you know, the way I look at art is that like, I, I find art to be a way of expressing uh, a story of connecting people and, you know, connecting our experiences. Right. Um, mm. Like I like to be able to see a piece of a, a piece of like a medium or some sort of art medium and like understand exactly what the person who made it's experiencing, et cetera. It has to give me some sort of understanding of what the person is, is basically like experiencing. That's kind of what I look for in art. And so a lot of times when I like look at like movies or TV shows, characterization is the thing that like determines um, whether or not mm-hmm. something is good. Like, in all honesty, I think that Ben has a way higher like uh, standard for execution than I do, because I think, OK, well, if the actual elements that help to like, you know, tell the story are, are passable, um, but the actual characterization is garbage or sorry, if execute or the characterization <laughs> is good, um, no, but the actual a bad like, movie then. Yeah. No, okay, yeah. So if it, if it, execution is is passable, but the characterization is good, for me that is a good film slash good show. Um, right. And for, but for for Ben, you know, even if there is decent characterization but really poor or sloppy execution, then that would greatly lower his enjoyment of it. And so mm-hmm. while I don't think that those are like ex- complete extremes, it's important to know that like the reason that I would have rated this film lower than Ben, from my understanding, is that like I thought that the characterization at times was very weak. Um, that there were times mm-hmm. but that they didn't even choose to focus on like realistic uh, portrayals of what the character would be going through or that cer- certain um, plot points were nonsensical given like the character motivations that they presented to us. And so while I would want to give the film something higher than an eight, I think that like eight is honestly maybe not where I'd put it. Maybe that's like the maximum that I could give it um, mm-hmm. given the problems that I had with its characterization at times. I mean you're completely wrong in that opinion and you are actually the most scummy tapeworm on the planet. Oh, okay. I, uh, but that's okay. I mean, that's yeah, all right. I'm sorry that, you know, I'm sorry <laughs> that it like looks pretty. So you could literally have like a film saying the same word pretty over colors. and over again for like three and a half hours. And then we'll be like, colors. ah, no, it's beautiful. It's a 10 out of 10 to me. <laughs> no, you wouldn't understand. It's an art house. Um, uh, it, it, it's a, uh, uh, a, a presentation of, of magic <laughs> in the camera. It's like, yeah, Ben, this nothing has happened. There is no plot. There are it's no literally characters. just paintings and a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, but, but they look good. But uh, you wouldn't understand. It's about the camera work. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So while I, mine has to be dissectable, like I have to be able to write multiple dissertations on it, Ben's just like, get pretty. <laughs> and then that's like enough to be a good movie. <laughs> Quite the dichotomy. Of we balance course, each other yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, I believe now will be as good a time as any to transition into the interviewing section. Thank you so okay. much for cool. talking about Baby Driver with me, Jackson. It has sure. been a pleasure as always.
All right. Yeah, of course. I love talking about movies with someone who is obviously wrong. <sighs> right back at you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoy the next section. Welcome back to Famished for Film. This is the section of the podcast where we have an interview guest on to talk about their passionate love for film, their thoughts on modern filmmaking as a whole, and just any kind of cynicism they would like to spread out into the sphere of this podcast right now. And today, for the first episode, we are actually going to be interviewing Jackson. I know, yeah, hey guys. get the booze out there. Yep, all right, there he is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I would like to kick this off with a pretty simple question. Um, okay. What would you say is your favorite movie, and why is that movie specifically something that is on the higher echelon above many other films that you have seen? Oh, man. Okay, so that's a hard question. Um. I there are a couple movies that I like, um, and the thing that we have in common, um, or a lot, the thing that a lot of them have in common is that they just like present really great characterization. What do you mean by characterization? Um, yeah, you know, I've been using this word and I haven't really defined it. I think that hmm. for a film or a piece of media to get clearly like illustrate what the characters want, what the protagonist, the antagonist, the deuteragonist, like what they want, um, and have that be consistent with what is happening within the film. I think that that is really important. Um, mm. And so when I see that done really well in a way that is presented very um, professionally, I, I would say, or, or just executed well, uh, that really like elevates a film in my opinion. So my favorite film, if I had to say like a film that I could say that anyone could watch and understand would probably be Akira, which is an eighties like animated film um it, I I don't really know how to really even describe the plot without like <laughs> yeah good luck. either yeah good, yeah good luck basically but <laughs> if you are into sci-fi into psychology into um like any sort of like gaze at like the human experience and our progression then I think that mm -hmm. it's a really great film uh, I recently rewatched it and I think it's just amazing it's actually one of my few ten out of tens wow dang I mean that's an awesome pick yeah well yeah. what is it about Akira that like kind of elevates it above like all kind because it's an anime um so what kind of elevates it from other anime films that you've seen um in terms of like making it a 10 out of 10 as compared to others wow i mean where do i start like it it is beautiful um i mean it was animated in the 80s and um it still looks gorgeous by hand like it looks gorgeous still it's crazy um mm. and and also as i was saying they're like uh, all of it's drawn by hand, which like when you think about like the lighting, uh, like a lot of physics and understanding how are just getting a sense of how the animators needed to understand those principles in order to make like a, a realistic grounded film um, like that. It blows my mind every time. But mm. like, even though I love the way it looks, the way it sounds uh, like the music, the soundtrack in general, I think that it ties themes of science, uh, progression um religion it talks about a little bit about like the human condition about like so socioeconomic status and how that changes people's perspectives um it talks about like perseverance it, it just it ties so many themes about you know the human experience together in a way that is packaged in this just beautiful well-crafted i mean like it, it just i think that it, it does everything right and the the mm. few things that i could say um i would have a criticism with i can't 
truly like say for sure that that isn't because I simply didn't understand or need to go back and watch it again for further context. Like it, it just, for me, it's one of those things that it's hard to find like honest, valid criticisms that are like beyond uh, like nitpicking. And so it, it remains for me, one of my top films of all time. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. I could definitely just feel the passion in your voice whenever you're talking about it. It's a good film. Watch it. Akira on Hulu. <laughs> Jeez, all right. We're not in the advertisement section yet. Raid Shadow Legends. Gosh. (laughs) Anyways. Are you going to get, like, I don't know, a copyright strike for that? (laughs) I might get taken to court. Oh, okay, right. Uh, Yeah, you're not going to win against Raid, so good luck. (laughs) Well, thanks, Jackson. All right, you know what? Take it from the top. No, I'm restarting. (laughs) Yeah. What's your favorite movie? (laughs) All right. All right, um, it's this film called uh, Your Name. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, anyways, on that note, actually, of films that are not so great, um, do you think that there are any trends that you've noticed in modern filmmaking that you are not the fondest of, by chance? Oh, that's uh, a big one. I think that, um, like, a trend that I've seen, and this doesn't really apply just to filmmaking, but I think it applies across the board when it comes to, like, art, art and artistic expression, is the want slash desire to standardize what is going on. Um, mm. Like, What do you like, mean by that? Like, I, I basically just mean, like, movies, games, art, um, any, like, written art or visual art, all just feel like they are trying to now appeal to everyone possible. And I think Mm. that while it's never a bad thing to want more people to view your art, obviously everyone makes art because they want to share their expression. I mean, for the most part, not everyone, but they make art because they want to share, um, you know, their interpretation of whatever it is that they're making. But I think film slash game slash anything coming out, um, has this mindset of like, let me forego like uh, either an ending or a stylistic choice that might not be popular with like the the general public. Mm. Um, So like, let's just like take that out, take out the possible like creativity that might've made it a film that people would have like come to admire. And so it just feels like a lot of the creativity is being taken away from films, games, et cetera, for the sake Mm. of appealing to as many people as possible. And I think that like right. there are franchises. I think Marvel's a good example of that. Like I think at first mm. it was kind of a niche, uh, like foray into to comic book like movies, and you know when it was still just like the niche like comic book movie Marvel fan, like kind of pandered to them instead of like just like the general public. They mm-hmm. felt a lot more grounded, a lot more, I guess, in tune with what the character would have wanted slash like the things that they would have done. And so I feel mm. like kind of moving away from that formula um, has not really helped to like create appealing slash compelling stories or characters anymore. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, no, I totally see where you're coming from with that sort of thing. Do you think that that trend's kind of like growing stronger in a way, or do you think it's kind of getting choked out at all in terms of like the way general audiences are kind of treating it? I would say that it's definitely um, not getting better. I- I'd say that, um it's it's interesting to me because like as someone who watches movies and reviews them and talks to like you know my friends and the people i know about them like Mm -hmm. it's interesting to hear some people's opinions on films that are not um 
that kind of foray from the status quo. Um, for instance, I, uh, what come to mind is like uh, Dune or like mm. The Green Knight or like really these really nice like art house psychological films that are really interesting. You know, they don't really appeal to the pacing of like like constant things constantly happening, which a lot of like modern fans like in movies just, you know, to have things filling the screen or like. Really? You don't um, you don't think Dune appealed to like a wide audience? Yeah. So um, Dune might be kind of a bad example of that. Um so, you know, I, I would say like probably the Green Knight is a better example of like what I'm talking about, where, you know, it was like what it was kind of slow. Uh, the plot wasn't very straightforward. Um, there was a lot up, left to, up to interpretation. And for people who are like viewing this film without like wanting to really dig into what the film has to offer, there is a lot that can be missed about that film. And it actually has pretty poor reviews because of that. And I don't, then I definitely don't blame people for not wanting to like invest um, like emotional, intellectual energy and in, in understanding what's going on in this film. But I feel like, you know, that sense that film should just be easy to digest, uh, digest, excuse me, like readily available, understandable from the jump. Like that is something that is kind of being seen more and more. And it's almost destroying a lot of the, the, what we would consider or what I would consider like peak storytelling where things are not customary, things subvert your expectations. And because of that, they leave a lasting impression on on you as a moviegoer. So Mm -hmm. that seems like it's being kind of phased out and I'm not super happy about it. But Mm -hmm. like I was saying with, um, like for instance, everything everywhere all at once that came out earlier this year, last year or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah, Um, like movies like that have been like a breath of fresh air, but often it's not like the common, it's not the the, the status quo. Okay, yeah, no, that's really interesting. Well, I guess to round off this interview here, I'd like to leave you with the final question of, is there by chance a movie that you're incredibly passionate about, whether it be through its underratedness or its overratedness? That is a good question. Hmm. Okay, uh, a film that I'm passionate about would probably have to be... um. The ah uh, yes, the Batman that just came out. Um, mm. Like the, I think it's literally called the Batman, or, right, or what yeah. is literally just Bat. Yeah, no, it was the, the Batman, Batman by Matt Reeves. Um, <laughs> this isn't your mother's Batman. This is right. the Batman. This is the that's that guy. He's the the <laughs> guy. Um, yeah i I was really shocked um hmm. by the reactions that people had to this movie. I I actually let me think. Let me look. I gave it. A four and a half, which would have been like a uh, a nine, I think. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I like I, there are people who rated it really low. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that it was interesting. It was funny. Um, there were really good like comedic breaks. I thought that it was shot in a way that that was very um, like gritty. Uh, I enjoyed the like the actual combat. I felt like it had a lot, a lot of weight. I enjoyed like um, Batman and his characterization as someone who's like someone who is so obsessed with like saving people that he forgets to be like a normal person. Uh, the other characters like Catwoman, uh, Alfred, uh, the Penguin. I felt like there was just so much that that movie did right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very long. I will give it that. And a lot of people complained about its pacing, but there was one time that I thought that the pacing was bad and that was right at like the beginning of the third act and mm. it immediately 
um, kind of like caught its momentum. So I, I kind of put that times. aside. It, I, it, I think it was like, it was just one scene that I was like kind of like tired. And then eventually like they fixed, uh, the, the movie kind of fixed its own pacing. So mm-hmm. I didn't really count that too hard against it. Um, but I, I definitely did like, you know, take a little bit away from it for that. For that. But I just, mm-hmm. I really think that that movie does a lot of things right. I think mm-hmm. that it's... Um, what are I'm some just, of the criticisms that people say about it, would you say? Or uh, what are well, some of the criticisms you've heard that you don't really agree with exactly? There were a lot of people that criticized, like, it's, you know, that it wasn't, like, comic accurate, that, like, Batman and um, the actual person, or, sorry, Bruce, is, like, not how he is in the comics. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, that wasn't really ever the intention of the film. It really feels like they were trying to show what a realistic Batman would look like. And I mean, I don't know about you, but if you spent all day doing like any assignment and then were told to like, hey, go outside and, and act like a normal person, you know, and, and the only thing you did was type in front of your computer all day, I don't think you'd be a normal person either. But mm-hmm. like Batman seems like a realistic portrayal of like, you know, the effect that his burden has had on his own mind and his own personality. It just to me, it felt very fitting. And I was kind of surprised that people thought so poorly on that. Uh, the pacing, a lot of people like disagreed with, which I, I can actually I can understand. It's a long movie, you know. If you're not wanting to sit through a lot of these scenes, then I can understand why it might not be super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, this is coming from someone who's my, my favorite like genre by far is not action. I'm not an action movie person. I just watch it whenever I want. But um, mm-hmm. I just thought that this one was so far past like the action that I've seen that I had to give it high marks. It's just. Overall, I just was really surprised that people didn't really like it. I think that it was really good. Um, and I know Ben disagrees, but I'm sure that will be a conversation <laughs> for another time. Indeed, it will be. Possibly another episode on this podcast. Oh, is this, is this <laughs> but anyways, I do believe this would be as good a time as any to wrap things up. Thank you so, so much, Jackson, for joining me. This has been a very insightful interview, very insightful episode all around. And you had some very interesting insights about filmmaking, and I'm sure people will love to hear all of it. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this section. I believe now we will be transitioning into the closing of the episode. Thank you all so much for watching. A good day, a good afternoon, or a good night to all film lovers listening.